Support for WSHU podcast Off the Path comes from Au Pair in America, cultural exchange childcare for more than 30 years. AuPairinAmerica.com. There's something ghostly at the bottom of Boston's drinking supply the remains of four towns. The townsfolk were forced to leave in the 1930s when the state of Massachusetts flooded the area to create a reservoir. But there are many who keep alive the memory of the Swift River Valley. I'm Davis Donovan, and this is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I take you along as I seek out obscure and unexpected stories on the road from New York to Boston. A Tuesday tea is held once a month in a cozy state park building in central Massachusetts. Good afternoon. Really good to see a lot of uh, former residents of the valley here, as well as direct descendants. Jean Thoreau runs the group called Friends of the Quabbin. That's another name for the Swift River Valley. He wasn't around when the towns existed, but his family farmed the valley for centuries. I had relatives, ancestors that lived in all four towns. And, and uh, when they did the reservoir project, my family, the different uh, sides of it, we lost eight properties. There were about half a dozen people at this tea party who lived in the valley before it was flooded. Most were too young to remember it, but Stanley Boyko does. He's 98 years old. He was 18 when his town of Enfield, the largest of the four, went to a watery grave. I could tell you, everybody from the Enfield line, what they did, where they went, believe me. Stanley has an album full of hazy, black and white photos of life in Enfield. So you say the pictures came out good, huh? This is where I grew up. Ten big rooms. There's pictures of his school, the congregational church, and the local watering hole. Galvin's Hotel. You're the place in town you can get a shot in a beer. Did you ever get a shot in a beer there? No. <laughs> Stanley says there were two main occupations in Enfield. You either worked in one of the local mills or you were a dairy farmer. Stanley learned to milk the family's cows when he was just 10 years old. And he can tell you everything his family had on the farm. Almost two acres of land. Corn, beans, pumpkins, squash, radishes, cucumbers. We had one horse, one wagon, one pig, 75 turkeys, and the old man had a still. The four towns of Enfield, Dana, Greenwich, and Prescott were sacrificial lambs, along with parts of neighboring towns. The city of Boston needed fresh drinking water for its growing metropolis. The state legislature voted to take the towns by eminent domain. The residents gathered together one final time on April 27, 1938, for a community ball. The last song played was Old Lang Syne, and at the stroke of midnight, the four towns were officially dissolved. When we left, everything was still standing. All, all the buildings, all the homes, the barns, the meat market, Joe Telsky's barbershop, 50 cents for a haircut. The water rushed in a few months later. The homes and barns gradually dissolved under the water. Only their stone foundations are left. A scuba diver filmed the remains for a 2001 local PBS documentary. You see fish swimming, seaweed grown into the crumbled stone walls, and roads covered in lichens. The cracked and potholed roads descend deep into the reservoir. 
smallmouth bass have discovered that potholes can easily be turned into nests. The state relocated the valley's cemeteries. Headstones and bodies were loaded into hearses and brought a few miles down the road. 34 cemeteries scattered across the valley were condensed into one plot of land called Quabbin Park Cemetery. We're going to, uh, I'm going to take a walk over there. Gene Thoreau shows me the cracked and faded headstones covered in moss. Some are toppled over. The dates go back to the 1700s, maybe 10 generations of residents of the Quabbin Valley. There's a lot of uh, Revolutionary War veterans in here. There's a lot of Civil War veterans. Gene leads me to a monument that shows a soldier hunched over with a musket. Long rows of names are inscribed underneath. Over here, that's the uh, Enfield Civil War uh, soldier. That used to be on the Enfield Town Green. Six of my ancestors and relatives whose names are on that monument who uh, were from the valley and participated in the Civil War. The state of Massachusetts is in charge of the cemetery's upkeep. Gene says he wished it did a better job. See this beautiful uh, monument right here? So he died in 1786. Look at this beautiful stonework carving. And you see all this in here? What do you think all that stuff is? Gypsy moth um, shells. Gene says he'd like more Bostonians to know the water they drink every day was made possible by the sacrifice of hundreds of families. Nothing angers any of these former residents or descendants is, is when people from Boston or other areas that drink the water have no idea what was sacrificed and where it came from. There are fewer people every year who remember life in the valley. Gene collects their stories through photographs and oral histories. He says he wants to preserve those memories for the day in the not-too-distant future when no one alive remembers the towns at all. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I'm on the lookout for unforgettable tales on the road from New York to Boston.